Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Be- cat, just the cat, just cats. Cats, 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 cats tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's gonna throw. Conrad. Touchdown, Kentucky. Touchdown, Kentucky. <laughs> Victory, Kentucky. Like, give your fans what they want. You dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They, there's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison, beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Tuesday to you. July 26, 2022. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Okay. 1 FM, 1450 on the AM dial. We go both ways. We were having some issues with the AM, FM yesterday. I for, forget which one wasn't working there for a little bit. Uh, and then there were some streaming issues and it, it was a tower thing it had nothing to do really with big x sports radio at least that's the way trevor kelsey told it you never really know mm. with them but with the ac issues and then some tower issues justin kalen can you paint the scene for us buddy uh yes i can so it is 78 degrees in studio today more more normal we're normally at about the 77 range so 78 we're pretty well where we always are. There is a portable AC unit in the production room. Um, I hate to paint such a bad picture, but there's a bucket behind the AC unit. I guess it was running all night. And of course, AC units, they have to drip some water, get rid of some condensation. Bucket is full and the floor of the studio is soaked. So I turned the mm. AC unit off Ooh. just for the show. I'll dump the bucket after the show and turn it back on. But hopefully, no more no more issues in that regard. Hello, mold. That's yeah. a. Would it shouldn't the air conditioning drip out of the window? I guess That's, they didn't put it in the window. What so window? it's a wind. It's a what? window unit that like the AC, the portable AC, the the hose is coming from the outside. What window are you using that is open to put this unit in or through? They they put it in the bullet hole window. That window opens? Uh, It looks like they may have taken it out. Like, no more window. No more bullet hole. uh, There's, like, wood that you've got, like, wood around the outside of it. And then this, like, big white metal piece with with a white hose coming out of it going to the AC unit. It looks really crazy. I just love the fact that it's like, all right, we're going to put the window unit in, but we're not going to drain it outside of the... We're not going to have it leaning outside yeah. of the studio. Well, no, so, yeah. so it's dripping. The The unit is dripping from the back of it, so there's no way to run that outside. 
Unless you're gonna, you have, you're, you're gonna have to send us a picture. Yeah, yeah, because I'm, I'm thinking the back should be outside. I mean, regardless, right? it doesn't sound healthy or safe, just from a very confusing description to begin with. Secondly, I it's a little alarming that the the fix is the window's gone. Like the window's not coming back. It makes me, and I know the the Big X station is. The, the sun is setting on it. it. It's it doesn't it doesn't have too much longer. I don't know exactly what the timeline is on it, but I don't think that's really so much a, a secret or necessarily a surprise. But that being said, just going ahead and replacing a window with a mini AC unit is is an interesting move. Well, my thinking is is they're looking ahead to the future and in the in the future, it'll be a nice, normal, shiny window without a bullet hole and tape. It's going to be great. Mm, that's an optimistic way to put it. Uh, I appreciate that, Scoots. I hope that's the case. Maybe maybe that's, hey, we know we're replacing this window for the remainder of summer. Let's just get an AC unit in there, and then, boom, we'll, we'll get a, a real window in the future. Yeah, I like the, I like the way you think. We'll, we'll go we'll go. Uh, a few months without light bulbs being replaced, but a window more important than a light bulb. That's true. I just sent you all a picture of the back of the unit, by the way, so you can get a gauge on. Oh, how it's so it's it's not it's it's okay. It's one of those that's on wheels that doesn't actually yeah, sit in the yeah, window. Sorry, bad bad description on my part. I'll, I'll no, I, hand raised on that one. I've got one of those, so I know I know what you're talking about. Um, I guess I what I was. I still just didn't know that bullet hole window open. So that's so I was like, where is it? Where is it connecting from? Like, where is it getting outdoor air from? But okay, gotcha. They just took out the window. I see. Hmm. Interesting. So, but does the, does the, the microphone room, the non-producer room, I guess that's just cool from the AC unit cooling down both the rooms. Um, so actually the door is shut in between for whatever reason, the production room is a whole lot hotter because of the equipment behind us. Right. Yeah. Um, so the, the, I haven't actually walked into the studio yet, but uh, uh, the rest of the, this house, if you want to say the studio feels really good. So I would imagine your all studio would feel the same, but I'll walk in there after a while. Huh? Interesting. So is the, is the AC back up and running? Does not appear so good. Does not appear so. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot. There's a lot going on there. Well, if, you wanna go, if you if you want to go, just go go check out the studio room. Let us know how it feels. Report back to us. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll see how Roush is doing. It's a rainy Tuesday morning. If you're out driving around, take your time. Allow some extra time if you need it, and pop on into a Thornton's if you if you feel the need. It's gross outside get yourself a nice donut will make you feel better and some mm -hmm. coffee and some fresh fruit as well and do not forget to download the app you'll save money each and every time you go the app's pretty nifty it tells you where the gas the gas prices are at around you including the closest thornton's to you and then of course you can sign up for the ten thousand dollar summer cash bash thousand dollars each and every week courtesy of thornton's nick roush how is your tuesday morning um well uh you, I'm sure Lucy does this from time to time. Um, it's probably the least favorite thing that Duke will do, and that's the I want to wake up an hour early, and now I've got to put him back to sleep. He falls asleep right when it's time for me to get up. 
So we, we did that whole song and dance this morning. So that, that, that you know, there have been better mornings. <laughs> there have been more delightful mornings, but uh, he, hopefully he got his, his extra rest. Um, I'll be fine with a little bit extra caffeine. Will Roush be able to get a nap in at some point today? Uh, who, who knows? I did the thing last night where uh, I was working at night and I might have drank a little bit too much coffee. So I, I I did get a lot of work done last night for today, but also couldn't go to sleep till really late. So let, let's hope a nap is in the cards for old Roushy boy, because if not, we, we could be riding that struggle bus pretty early today. All right. Well, we'll be we'll we'll keep you in our our thoughts. Hopefully, maybe sneak in a a nap. Nice rainy day. Open mm. can open a window. Yeah, and you know the thing is too is it doesn't take but thirty minutes or so to really feel refreshed. You know that that can go a long way. Um, but so I'm 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 confident. Uh, I'm I I can get this done. How how are you doing this morning, Mister Sports Talker? Got up early, wasn't able to to fall back asleep, but that's no big deal. Uh, so feel feel good, feel awake, and uh, caught up on on the news of last night. Going, you know, now go to bed at like ten thirty or ten o'clock. So that's uh, getting up early. Is is I'm still getting a good night's sleep for the most part. So hmm. can't complain too much. And uh, busy busy day today. We'll be outside in this rain, unfortunately. Real blue collar of you, TJ. Oh shucks. Little old me, ah, it's just another day's work, I say, uh, appraising the houses around the fine city of Louisville and surrounding counties. But uh, no, you, it's 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 no big deal. Happy to to have the work. So going to enjoy it. And been well, I watched some of the basketball tournament last night. Um, didn't watch the late game, so don't know how that one turned out. But the early game was a blowout, so nothing too exciting there. And Justin Edwards highlights, man. That that was my my Monday night. Getting excited about the 2023 class, Kentucky 2023-2024, probably already preseason top three, uh, and, and we don't even know any. We we only know like four players on that team. But Justin <laughs> Edwards joins the fold. We knew it was going to happen. Always great when you see a Kentucky and Tennessee hat next to each other, and and the Tennessee hat stays isolated, and the UK hat gets chosen. So fun fun Monday night for old TJ. Really, uh, really is fun to to get back on that recruiting role to have you know your Gary Parishes of the world like Kentucky's not going anywhere you know stuff like uh, stuff like that where it's just like okay it feels like feels like we're back feels like we're back uh, you've got like outlandish takes from Louisville fans who are very jealous um, it's it's just it's fun it's fun to be here it's fun to have another five star. Added to the fold, uh, I, it's it's one of those things, TJ, where I'm following basketball recruiting more from afar. So I, I was like most people, um, where I that, that was the first time for me actually watching Justin Edwards highlights. Love love the the fact that he's a, a long lefty. Like you just anybody that's around our age, you see a, a lengthy wing that can shoot. And is a lefty, you're just like, oh, Tayshaun Prince. Like, bada boom, bada bing, let's run it back, baby. Yeah, I knew you were going to comment on him being a lefty. And it is it is pretty. It is fun to watch. He's good. And and he's smooth. And 
what I can see from highlight tapes, anybody can watch them and anybody can have opinions on them and their highlight tapes. But what, what the experts talk about is how unselfish he is, how he'll be fine playing uh, off the ball, which he's going to obviously have to for really the rest of his career, and playing with other good talent. He's not, you know, they, they say that his character and all those little things are good, whatever. Uh, he, he's great at basketball, and it doesn't seem like he's going to be a locker room problem or anything like that. All right, what more could you ask for? You mix him in with a class that already has uh, a couple five stars, at least according to one service, with Reed Shepard and Bob Dillingham, and you still are trying to add one more piece to the backcourt. And then at that point, who cares what else you have or what else you may bring in or if Antonio Reeves is still hanging around or not. You 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 have one of the best backcourts in college basketball and one of the best freshman backcourts of, of all time, which is exciting, probably competing with some of other Calipari teams in, in that regard. But uh, that's, a, that's a fun place to be in. You can turn your attention to the bigs. You most likely are going to already have your – uh, a starting five, probably. I don't think he'd be the starting four, but I guess you never really know. You got a Kingsley is there, and then do you add another big with him? Do you go the transfer portal route? Do you watch what Oscar and some of these other guys do? Uh, you keep you, you can you can keep an eye on that stuff, and you can be patient because you know that your backcourt is completely and totally loaded. So last night's a a great addition. Edwards, a good player, really smooth. I do I I, I don't. I, I know UK fans aren't going to go crazy over this, but he still was a one-and-done player that played in a national championship game. But I do think the James, and maybe it's also the lefty part of view of it, but I do think James Young is not a terrible comparison. Uh, unfortunately for UK fans, you didn't see, like, Young's one-year UK was, he wasn't an amazing outside shooter. And that was coming, you know, you were just a couple years removed from, Deron Lamb at that point, and even maybe a Darius Miller. And I think Young's percentage ends up being better than I remember it, which I'm sure somebody yeah, or I could. I think it was so like 36% or something like that. He was so streaky. Uh, yeah, he ended up shooting uh, 35%. So like, not bad. Yeah, it was it was just when he was hot, he was hot, and when he was cold, he was off. And it looked worse because it was kind of a line drive, if you will. Like mm-hmm. it, it was that little pocket kind of uh shot yeah, but he never yeah. had any like soft makes it was just hard off the iron or it was a swish yeah yeah <laughs> yeah you're exactly remember right. that time he was falling out of bounds and scored on the wrong hoop by saving it Ooh, that is one of the uh whenever i'm looking up highlights to put on ksr for something random it it's a it's a fun random suggested youtube that I stumble upon annually it's 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 very random but that was very funny when it happened and it's very funny to see every single time the confusion in the arena, the broadcasting confusion, and it truly was like one of a kind. I've never seen anything like that since then, before then, at least not in a real game. Uh, you, you've seen some some goofy shots here or there, but that was that was absolutely crazy. So I don't think that's the worst comparison in the world. And honestly, if Edwards shoots above 38% from three, and I know that Young was 35, if he shoots above 38% from three, that'd be fine by me because he's not UK's not bringing him in just to be an outside shooter. He's somebody that can put it on the floor. He's a freak athlete. You know, probably a, a well, Young did have that. I mean, Young could. Young could cram, if you will. He could throw down on some folks. We yeah, saw that from time to time. But he, he's got that kind of quick hop like a Malik Monk 
and I love making UK comparisons and it gets me in trouble because they're not always the best, but it's at least something that our audience can for the most part understand. Uh, kind of like a in between a little James Young, Malik Monk hybrid, which you're thinking to yourself, that's, that sounds amazing, TJ, sign me up. That's, that sounds like a freak player. Edwards is. This is a huge get. Uh, even when he seemed like a Tennessee lean, you had the re- recruiting experts and especially the UK-specific recruiting experts saying like, yeah, this class could be insane for UK. Edwards is one they maybe should have. They, they could be kicking themselves because not only are you not going to be getting them, you're going to be seeing him twice or maybe three times a year. That one's maybe one that, that they would have wanted to prioritize more. Well, then just like that, snap your fingers in the span of like, I think you go to June. This is where this recruitment started to turn around and it looked like UK was not only uh, a major player, but it it quickly shifted to the favorite and then it was over. And this is, I, I was going to get into this, but we can talk more Justin Edwards, we can talk whatever. But this recruiting cycle is pretty strange, Roush, because there hasn't really been, like Reed Shepard wasn't a surprise when he popped. Dillingham, Kentucky was the favorite for a few weeks before he committed. No drama there. Edwards, again, seemed like it was a Tennessee lean. And then I don't remember who the first person was, and I'd love to give him credit for it, whoever it was. But whenever the momentum shifted to UK, it was kind of a wrap. Uh, there was maybe like a few whispers a week ago going into Peach Jam, like, all right, it's Kentucky, it's Tennessee. We think Kentucky's the favorite, but I guess you never really know. Uh, but there wasn't. Going into last night, there wasn't any drama. UK fan didn't even need to watch the ceremony. They knew that he was going to pick UK. And then the only place where there is drama is the recruitment where there's nothing really. Like, you're not getting any real substance from the recruitment. There's a lot of whispers, and then there was what happened in Spain, and then now UK is the favorite. Maybe they're not the the favorite. It's kind of strange. Either the recruitments are just completely black and white, cut and dry, hey, this is what's going to happen, or they're so mysterious, and you could throw Aaron Bradshaw into the mysterious category as well, that nobody really even has, no expert really has a read on it whatsoever. So there's really no in-between here, Roush. Yeah, and I... First and foremost, we got the part part of what made this work for Kentucky was John Calipari's. Um, he he put out the full court press, but he also was smart enough to know, like, okay, let me. I, I think they worked hand in hand. So Cal started. He showed up to everything. He brought his staff everywhere. He watched Edwards every chance he could in the live recruiting period. He he. He, quote-unquote, took over this recruitment. But what was really smart is kind of seeing the writing on the wall. Edwards played for a bad team. He was the only guy who had to do everything, and that kind of stinks, you know? I mean, we, we've seen it elsewhere, but that's – and it's not to say that Tennessee wouldn't have other decent players, but that's what Cal Pitts, he's like, do you want to keep doing this where you're getting double-teamed and pushed and they're just – you're the sole focus every time you play – or do you want to learn how to be a part of an elite team where you can share the ball, you can get your looks when presented to you, but you're also not the focus of every single defense? And that pitch seems to work. Uh, or it, it seems to have worked, and that's what really, really made the difference, I think, in Justin Edwards' recruitment. That, of course, is not me with the inside scoop. That was that was Jack Pilgrim sharing stuff last night on Kentucky Sports Radio. Oh, there you have it. Some some scoop from Jack. He's uh, done a great job covering this commitment and the recruitment, and it's uh, exciting, but it's it's not finished. And 
That is that's another interesting thing with the DJ Wagner angle is he goes mm-hmm. to UK again. The mega class is alive. The conversation for the greatest class of all time is alive. All those fun conversations. He goes to U of L. No denying it would stink for UK and it'd be a bummer and L fans would be really chesty and rightfully so. They should be excited landing a, a player of his caliber. But it, it's not like UK fans really, I think, could be upset for very long. because, Like, how could you realistically mm-hmm. with the player, the other players that you have? And this is naturally kind of walking hand in hand to old goober Jeff Goodman. Are you up with where I'm going with this, Roush? Or is well, this no, good I, to you? I, I didn't see. Did he? Did he step in it last night? Just like instant, instant. Edwards to UK, nice player. Now, if they get Wagner, I don't think that's going to work. Like instant attention twisted yeah. towards. Okay, well, hold on here. They have him. They have Dillingham, and we're told we're led to believe they're the favorite for Wagner. What? No, this can't, you know, don't don't give Edwards a day to enjoy his commitment to UK without worrying about no way this is going to work. Because every team in America will always say no to three top 10 guards. Nobody, what? That's going to work. Three top 10 players? No, can't figure that one out. Uh, pass. <laughs> it's great because he's really turning back the clock to 2014, you know? This feels like an old hat for Jeff. I'm yep. sure this is not the first time he's had this take. And I love that it has absolutely nothing to do with Justin Edwards. Absolutely nothing to do with it. It's just like, yeah, but Dillingham and DJ, they can't play together. No, and this is somebody that's watched like one AAU tournament too. Like that, you know, and, and he, yeah, he doesn't really do recruiting anymore. He, he can correct me if I'm wrong if he's been to more than one, but I he maybe hasn't hasn't even been to one. I think he's been to two. And he's entitled, he's entitled to his opinion, but right. I noticed one ginormous inconsistency that I didn't take out, that I didn't tweet out. I'm, uh, maybe I will, maybe I won't, but I wanted to save it for the radio show. So let's take our first break. Of course, Jeff Goodman and his UK bias can't help himself because I did a little Twitter search in last night and found uh, a, oh. a, huge, a huge hole in his argument, which oh, is not man. surprising at all when it comes to Jeff Goodman. So we will take our first break. We'll get a report from the studio. Is it still, is there a fire in the studio? Is it still running? What's the temperature like? Uh, Scooch will give us the weather report from inside Southern Indiana. When we return here on Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio. Here we go. Like maze, but you hit like. A little rain theme going out of that break, Justin. Dang it, you nailed it. Well. <laughs> <laughs> it was really tough. Was I was hoping to be. I was hoping to be more sly than that. 
it was a little on the it was a little on the nose with how have you ever seen the rain as I'm looking out the window and it's raining. But I I enjoyed it. Welcome back. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Okay. 14.50 a.m. The rain does not stop Taco Tuesday at Salsaritas, weather not permitting. You go ahead and you go there regardless of the weather. Mm. You get tacos, burritos, quesadillas, their guacamole, hot spicy salsa, and wildly addictive chips, the best chips in all of Louisville. That's the TJ Promise. It's perfectly seasoned, perfect crunch ratio. Oh, they're amazing. Uh, I'll be heading to Salsaritas today. Two locations in Louisville. One is in Middletown. One is in St. Matthews. And the one in Middletown has a drive through for on this rainy day. You don't want to get out of the car. That Middletown location looking looking great. Great interior in St. Matthews, though, if you want to go inside and, and take a little break from your, your work day. We love Salsaritas. Download the app. It's the final few days of Queso Month. You download the app. They're always giving something away, it seems. And then you'll scan, you'll you'll earn rewards, and get some free food somewhere down the road at Salsaritas. You will enjoy it. All right. Justin, what's the update in the studio? What, did, does it feel all right? It does feel all right. Yeah. I uh, There's a fan blowing in there, so I opened the door to the production room so I could get a little more air. Because with turning that AC unit off, we are up to 80 degrees. So oh look, looking for that hour break so I can go dump that bucket and get her fired back up. That could be like a nice radio. Well, couldn't you have done it during that commercial break we just had? But neither. neither. Prob- probably, but I didn't want to chance it. You know, sure. Eight minutes is a lot longer than four. Understandable. Mm, yeah. No, true. No, no, no biggie. Uh, yeah, well, that's the thing, though. We couldn't be doing the show in that studio and have the fan running, I don't think. It's it's a just a little fan. You it you can't hear it or anything. There's a fan running behind me as well that you can't hear. So, well, Roush, you little... you made the right call for what it's worth. Oh, if interesting. I, if that's what you want me to say. No, I don't, I don't want you to say. I'm just, <laughs> I was just curious what it's what, what it's like. It's always nice when we get together, but also not going to be miserably hot while doing it. But it doesn't sound like it's too terribly no, bad. It's and not too bad. You stepped over my little fan joke I was going to make, but we're past it. We're, we're past <laughs> it. Uh, let's get to this Jeff Goodman update. So we fi- we finished that first segment talking about how it's a great commitment getting Edwards to Kentucky. It's a huge addition. This is quite literally one of the top players in high school basketball, and he will be a Kentucky Wildcat, already joining a few other top players in high school basketball. And there's more to come. Of course, not allowing UK fans to have a moment to be excited. Jeff Goodman warning, if you land another top recruit, it may not be good. And again, it is just his opinion. And if he truly does feel that way, he needs to he can voice his opinion at any time of the day if he sees if he sees fit. But one thing I found interesting, Roush, because if UK does land DJ Wagner and you mix him with Edwards and you mix him with Dillingham, there are questions. It's fair even for UK fans to wonder, all right, what would that look like? How would it work? Now, of course, yeah, yeah, you'd never say no to it because there are three incredibly talented guards. They can all score from anywhere on the floor. Uh, while some are better shooters than other, they all have range and they all have a quick first step to be able to get by people. Uh, Wagner a little bit stronger, more of like an Andrew Harrison's going to go into somebody. Uh, Dillingham going to go around somebody and he's very crafty. Edwards can do a little bit of both. 
and he's got the best range of the three. It, no, nobody in their right mind would have any major concerns about how it would work, but at least be fair to question or talk about exactly what it looked like, blah, blah, blah. You get what I'm saying. So Goodman is concerned about it. Too ball dominant. Too, it's not, not going to happen. Not going to be good. One thing I found interesting, he had no such concerns, at least through a Twitter search, when Duke landed three top 10 hmm. players that all played the same position. Hmm, Wagner, he, didn't, he didn't feel that way with Zion, R.J. Bear, and Cam Reddish? Huh. No, he didn't. Have, he just was talking about how much of a, a recruiting coup it was for Kay, how big Man. of a deal this was, how it's just going to be right. one of the best classes of all time. It, it, it's insane to put those three players to It's an insane amount of talent to put those three players together. No, no, no concerns when when those three came together. And don't forget the fact that Wagner, Dillingham, and Edwards are all three different players that really do play three different positions. Uh, you can you know you can make a case one, two, and three, a one, a combo guard, and 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 a three in Edwards, where you can make a case that all three of Duke's players were threes that they were all small forwards. Uh, you could make a case that it'd be a tougher fit for those three than it certainly could be with three backcourt players. But regardless, no concerns there from Goodman when Duke landed three top 10 players hmm. that played similar positions. Just the concern when when the Cats do it. Interesting. Interesting how that works, TJ. I'm yeah, I thought about like quote tweeting some of the tweets and doing it, but just figured not worth probably getting into it with the uh, – with, a, a with old Jeff, he, he would just be like, it's just my opinion. I, I, I didn't have as many concerns with those guys. That's fine. Mm -hmm. he, he's entitled to those opinions. But I find that, uh, find that a, a, bit capillar, a, a bit peculiar. I was going to do the, the meme of if Stranger Things was British. Have you seen that going around? I have, I have not seen those memes, no. A bit strange, isn't it? <laughs> also may i also may have butchered so that too um not just with the accent but with what it actually said but watch know. the second episode last night of stranger things uh, mm. a, bit, a bit odd isn't it it's a bit odd yeah i uh I, i'm not surprised that jeff goodman is uh you know doesn't want to be he he likes to keep kentucky fans on their toes he likes to uh you know just be in good enough graces where they will have their ears open for his hot takes. I think that's where he likes to have them. Um, so, you know what? Good for you, Jeff Goodman. Keep on doing you. Uh, th there was one thing I did want to bring up that I think is important in this conversation. When you were discussing earlier that the player cops, TJ, I don't think there is a good one for Cal guys because like, like Zach was watching none of the Peach Jam, and the first thing that he talked about him as a player was his defense. And that's the last thing I would talk about him with the two players you mentioned with Malik Monk and James Young. Like I, uh, I don't uh, Malik Monk was not a bad defender. Yeah, but that's like the last thing you mentioned when you talk about their games though. You know? You, yeah, you think of them like, as scorers. 
Yeah, so you don't think of them as defenders. I don't want to get into a, a passing camp accuracy argument here, but I think that's fair for James Young. You're right that it's not one of the first things you mentioned for Malik Monk, but that's more because he was a freak in those other areas. Malik Monk was a fun defender to watch. He maybe took a few too many chances would be my issue with that, but that that is worth bringing up with Edwards. He gets praised for his defense a ton, and I did not mention that when talking about him. So, yeah, that's, that's a totally fair point. Well, especially at that position, too, where – you know, we we Kentucky fans have ran into some of these big athletic wings that have just been headache producers because you haven't had the dudes at that position to be able to guard them. Uh, and this year, Kentucky has one with Chris Livingston, and we haven't, I mean, we haven't seen that with our own eyeballs in quite some time. You know, um, I mean, maybe you got a sniff of Jared Vanderbilt for a few games when he was healthy. But that, that wasn't the same. So, like, we, we just haven't seen it. We haven't come accustomed to it. We're going to get used to it this year. But that type of player, that lengthy athletic guy that does things on both ends of the floor, it, it's, it's, there, there's so much value there that we, 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 we probably took for granted early on in the Calipari era that we're, we're, we're getting back over these next two seasons in Lexington. Yeah, you, it's well said. And it, you started the Cal era with DeAndre Liggins and a Michael okay, Kidd-Gilchrist. Yeah, you, like, you went away from that a, a little bit. And, yeah, you thought maybe you had that with Jared Vanderbilt and, and maybe even Terrence Clark, who injuries really he, – he wasn't able to stay on the floor, obviously, as a freshman. Uh, you haven't you haven't been able to get it. And hopefully you, you get it with Livingston. Maybe you get it with Edwards. But that is a totally – good point that we should have brought up that he's going to he takes a lot of pride in his defense and playing on an AAU team that wasn't particularly great he was guarding the other team's best mm-hmm. players each and every game and making an impact where people whether it was Zach or whoever it may be that was watching him they would notice his defense so that's an, that's another good thing Dillingham's a good defender too he's somebody that if you want to be picky maybe he takes too many chances from what I've seen but still, uh, when he's locked in, he's he's really good. So that's exciting as well, knowing that these great scores, everybody goes offense first, and understandably so, but they're also going to take pride in their defense and be trouble on that end of the floor as well. So all good news in U.K. basketball land. Where do we want to go next? Well, I, I think where we go next is, hey, what's next? Well, it's you're going to Kingsley because he's going to commit – uh, one week from yesterday. Yes, uh, away. Next Monday. Mondays. The case of the Mondays is just another, just more five-star players committing to UK. I suppose it's kind of uh, football has been the Saturday. Now we get basketball being the Mondays. Um, I noticed that twenty-four-seven. Uh, they've they've already updated their rankings on him. He went. He was top twenty guy in twenty-three, and they bumped him all. They slid him all the way down to thirty-nine in this upcoming class. Uh, but either way, I. Sure, I don't care. <laughs> he, he, he's a five-star guy that um, everything appears to be fine. He's supposed to be at Oklahoma right now, TJ. We haven't heard anything about that. Like, if he's there, what's going on, what's happening. And, you know, barring something crazy happening in Norman, it looks like he's going to pull the trigger and join the Big Blue Nation again next Monday to keep keep this good news rolling for the Cats. Also saw somewhere where he's doing like an Oklahoma State visit that I didn't know about or didn't know that that was a thing either. That happened in June. Okay. Uh, gotcha. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Should they hire his brother? <laughs> nah, certainly hope not. Uh, I did. Uh, Jack also said that if he does come to Kentucky, it'll be 
he won't, in fact, be able to make it to the Bahamas. So I, I know that's kind of conflicting what Kyle Tucker said, but um, he's not planning for him to make that trip. So uh, kind of a bummer on his part, but I'm sure visa, stuff like that, especially him being from Nigeria, I, I bet that kind of complicated things. Yeah, I saw that too. It's kind of it's disappointing. It's not a big deal, but it would have been good team bonding. Probably would have been a good experience for him. Unfortunate that if he commits, that they're not going to be able to make that work out. That you would have thought you'd because you know UK would recognize the opportunity that that would be as well. But uh, not the not the end of the world, I suppose. I, but that's I a look at it. I look at it as he traded to get more reps at the Peach Jam for. Like, like to get actual playing time in the Peach Jam versus going to the Bahamas to sit the bench and get to know his teammates, kind of deal. Yeah, I would that's think probably that, what the trade off was. I would think that joining the team would be a better trade off between those two, but uh, maybe a better. I don't, and I would it be I a mean, better experience in going and playing in the Peach Jam? What did he, what did he even do at the Peach Jam? I, I don't know. I'm just thinking of like in UK from like a. Yeah, he did end up leaving halfway through. So yeah, I don't know. I, I I've got I, I I got no good answers here other than I'm sure if he's playing AU in July, he's getting more actual playing time versus just practicing with UK on a limited basis because I believe they only get ten extra plus the two hours a week or whatever that they're they're allowed to get. Yeah, it would have been nice to work out. Not not really a huge deal. And him dropping back to 39th in 2022, the way to look at it is if the University of Louisville had the 39th recruit in 2022, you're probably looking at that dude being a starter, and we're looking at him as a redshirt, maybe like a redshirt candidate. And I, I don't think you redshirt him just because he's you're not worried about him using all four years of eligibility, but you he's probably not going to play a lot. So uh, you're, you're, you're putting him – on the on the shelf for 2023 2024 and if you're able to do that with the 39th best player in high school basketball for the 2022 class that's a that's a great luxury it's incredible really so fine by me i i I don't do i think he's the 39th best player i don't know those people that are ranking him know a hell of a lot better than i do so uh, fine, fine by me. But even if he is top forty guy, that you're just saying, hey, we're you're we're building you for the following year. That's a that's a good that's a good problem to have. Not really yeah. a problem at all. Yeah. Would you like this problem, Scoots, in Bloomington? I would love nothing more. You all. That's what I'm sitting here thinking as you all just keep talking about. And I was telling my dad this past week because he doesn't follow recruiting, just how disgusting it is that Kentucky's just getting every player they want, but just realize how lucky you are as Kentucky fans. That's all I ask our listeners. Just realize how lucky and good you have it as Kentucky fans. Good reminder, TJ. But IU wouldn't want these players unless they were from Indiana, of course. That's not true. I just said said I don't. I just said I don't know how they would react because we don't get top five national guys. (laughs) That's the only thing I said. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. Xavier, hey, uh, Xavier Booker cut his list of 10. Kentucky not on it. Told y'all he wasn't coming. <laughs> I, I, I don't think Kentucky ever really uh, – there was that one little quote he had about UK not too long ago. I was hoping UK would get in – would 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 reach out to him, would make him a priority. I really like him. Uh, the knock on him, Scoots, is that he's a little lethargic, Takes kind of takes some possessions off here or there. Uh, laziness doesn't travel to college basketball, but – yeah. 
but but so the right coach could tap his potential and and kind of get him to realize that like hey you're you're playing for paydays you're playing for NBA draft picks you need to go out there and give it your all for a year so I'm sure the right coach will probably will that won't be an issue for him but he is a freak talent a lot of people say Michigan State and that right coach is Mike Woodson woo. No Duke on the list either. It actually, you know, the list was kind of missing traditional blue bloods, all things considered. Yeah, I mean, you had some good teams. I didn't see the whole list. I, I saw Indiana, Purdue, obviously Michigan State. Um, so, I mean, it looks like he wants to stay in the area, which is cool. Yeah, it seems uh, like Midwest. Oregon, that's not in the area. Ohio oh, State, Auburn, Cincinnati, Gonzaga, Notre Dame, Michigan along with the ones you mentioned. So Oregon and Gonzaga, the only ones not in the Midwest. Well, Auburn. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, uh, random aside, since you just mentioned Auburn, because I had this YouTube video pulled up this morning, uh, we had a report from John Talty, who, if y'all don't know John Talty, he, is, he writes for AL.com. Which is AOL.com? Al, Al.com is, they, they say AL.com oh, down there. I just American League.com. Yeah. The, but, um, the Alabama paper. It's, it's like all of the Alabama papers. I don't know how it works, but like, he, either way, he's, he's not a big talking head guy. But whenever I go to SEC Media Days, he's always talking to, he's big buddies with Feinbaum. He's well connected and he, he's a book writer in the offseason and he's got one coming out about Nick Saban that revealed he almost left Alabama following the kick six to join ESPN's college game day. And I know that, that like, well, of course he thought about it, and it can be somewhat revisionist history, but uh, you you had these sliding doors moments, and in that offseason, that was also the offseason he was rumored to go to Texas uh, to replace Mac Brown, and I, I just – Hey, I had to pull up the kick six because I don't think there's ever going to be a more improbable, unbelievable high stakes play in ever again in the history of college football. Like that happened to win the Iron Bowl and go and put Auburn in the national championship game. They end up losing by three to Jameis Winston, but like, holy hell, what a miracle. Um, and secondly, like if Saban goes, you want to just leaves Alabama, you want to talk about a what if, it, despite that program success, they, they have the highest of highs, and they have some pretty low lows. Uh, I forget, the one dude who uh, had the escorts and was yelling "roll tide." They had that coach. Like they, they've had some roller coaster moments. College football could be a lot different if Saban didn't stick around and win three more titles and usher in the, the college football playoff air at uh, at Tuscaloosa. Maybe it'll end up just being Kirby Smart uh, once Saban does officially decide to hang it up. But it does feel like once he does decide to to leave, whenever that may be, uh, it'll be like, all right, anything's possible in the SEC now. Who, who Anything's up for grab. The parody is back. But There's going to be a power vacuum for sure. There, there's been parity even with Alabama's dominance, but there's also no mistaking that it's just been Alabama's conference since Saban's really been in power at Alabama. So uh, that's interesting. I, I hadn't seen that. I hadn't heard that. But, oh, I guess, you know, 
didn't happen. So what what can you do? Right, right, right. It's it's a fun kind of uh, summer what if. Well, uh, what was more improbable? You're right about the stakes and the uh, – if you take in all of that, the kick six really was up there as one of just the biggest plays in the history of college football. But what was the more improbable finish in your opinion, the kick six or the Michigan punt, muff, Michigan State return for the win? Both those were walk-off wins in rivalry games. And they were special teams too, which makes it even crazier. Stanford Cal that that wasn't a kickoff, was it? The band is on the field. I I don't I don't I don't think that was a kickoff return. I think um, it was. Was it? I don't now now I don't know. Oh man, um, yeah, I can't remember. Well, because I I think I'm kind of I might be conflating that with the Music City Miracle, which was not uh, that that was like an actual play. Um, the Music City Miracle was definitely a kickoff. Yeah, man. It, um, I can confirm that. It's something about special teams that really... Yeah, Stanford Cal was a kickoff, too. Man, that's... And uh, on the field was a kickoff, too. You're right. That special... That wonky things happen during the special teams. I mean, they're called special teams. Like, what, what do you guys expect? They're supposed <laughs> to do special things. The, the only... In, in in part of the the reason my answer to this TJ is how I remember it. So like you know, it's a, I think it's a personal question, and also because the, the Iron Bowl just is a bigger deal to me than Michigan State beating Michigan. The, the national stakes weren't as high, even though I think that's what got Michigan State into the playoff that year. Um, was that block kick or that block punt return? Um, but I, I, I'm still siding with Iron Bowl just because, I mean, Harvard's going to win the football game. Harvard's going to win the football. Like, that's just an all-time call. Kind of like the, the band is on the field where you, you just immediately go to the mo- that moment when you hear that call. I don't know. I, I think i go. Because, like, wasn't the Iron Bowl tied? Yeah, it was going to go to overtime. So that does make a difference. I mean, Michigan, just to put you back on that situation, what was that, 2015? I believe so. I mean, it's been forever now. People do forget about it. But, like, you know, imagine UK and U of L so we can get it, or UK and Tennessee. And uh, I don't know if we want to do it from the UK or the Tennessee's perspective, but like, all right, let's just do it from the UK one. It's at Kroger Field. Tennessee's number seven in the country. UK is number 12 in the country. There's, you're at basically midfield, a little bit above midfield. There's 10 seconds left. UK is up by two. All UK has to, I mean, we've, we've been on the bluegrass miracle side of things, so we know this mm-hmm. stuff. But all UK has to do is just run out the clock. There's 10 seconds left. You punt it. Your punter muffs the ball. Tennessee picks it up and takes it 50 yards for the touchdown to beat you as time expires. That was, that was one of the wor- – I mean, that was embarrassing for Harbaugh in Michigan. You – you could have gone for it and been okay. You could have snapped the ball to somebody that was athletic and just let them run around for 10 seconds and probably mm-hmm. been okay. There, You could have just done a little pooch punt with your quarterback or anything. Uh, or your punter just could have not choked in that situation. I lean – I go Michigan State-Michigan, a more improbable finish. The implications of – the kick six, you're right, are bigger, but that, that was the, one of the wildest finishes in college football I've ever seen. Probably the wildest. 
Yeah, and, and it being Iron Bowl being the last game of the year, this game happened in October. It still is. Like, you're right. Just the – that's the only thing you had to do was just get the like, just get a playoff, any play. It happens all the time, and they couldn't get it done. It is crazy in sports just how it's not totally uncommon where, like, the worst thing that can happen happens or, you know, the one miracle <laughs> thing happens. It's so it, it is hilarious how that works. One person that is an unsung hero in Kentucky football, like, Lynn Bowden should be thanking his lucky stars for Brandon Eccles because if you watch the actual final play of the Belk Bowl, we, we always remember Lynn Bowden's pass to Josh Ali, but Virginia Tech, they got the ball back. And if you watch that play, they have the, I don't want to call like the Music City Miracle. They have something really formulating on the opposite side where all they have to do is get the flip the field. Kentucky's defense is kind of, they're falling for it. They're all starting to swarm. They're starting to pursue to the, to the near sideline. They've got a wall set up on the far side and somebody ready there to catch it and take it. But Eccles comes in, he sees the pass going to the near sideline, shoots out like a cannon, and breaks the ball free. Jordan Wright scoops and scores, and the rest is history. But that's one of those plays that, man, things could have really gotten hairy if Virginia Tech was able to get it on the other side of the field. Kind of similar to, I don't know who made the tackle, but uh, people forget that after Stevie got loose, uh, Brian Brom did connect with Harry Douglas, who got down to what, like the five yard line before he was tackled. That was almost a, a bluegrass miracle situation. Oh, I, I, I remember that, and a lot of people do forget that. I was going to bring that up, and then also when Stephen Johnson, another Stevie Johnson, beat Tennessee, Tennessee connected on a hell mary at yeah. the end of, oh, of that game, which would have just been the oh, actual worst. People forget about that as well. Oh, that was so close. That you was. Know, Weirdly enough, UK's got a little history of like long last second heaves almost being trouble. And then you've got to go back to the Lamar game and his last set. Oh, no, that one got picked off. Never mind. Oh, yeah. My bad. Mike Edwards. Yeah. yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> My bad. Hey, but you know what, though? At least in those situations where they catch the long Hail Mary, it. They, they do play it correctly. They're like, well, just keep it in front of you. If you Do not go for the interception. Do not do what happened in 03, and you just tip it in the air right to the other team. I just watched the end of the Belk Bowl. You're right that they had a wall set up, but that dude had no time to get that ball off. Uh, that yeah. pass was not uh, – you or I could have stopped him from throwing that pass. And it ended up being a touchdown for the Cats, baby. And then on the flip side of that, yeah, you have that. You have the end of the Florida game where UK scored on, like, you know, the, the kind of meaningless but not meaningless. Uh, that was a good time. Man, UK football, just the best. No way they're ever going to break our hearts again, am I right? <laughs> hey, oh, hot fives, hot fives. That's the end of hour one. We're going to start hour two with the Thornton's text line. Do not go anywhere. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Oh, I'm going to announce uh, a little prize thing giveaway. And this time, we're actually doing it. Listen to what that is when we return here on Kentucky Roll Call. I love a rainy night. I love Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! 
Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Exports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin and Kalen here on your Tuesday morning. Justin, the joys of doing the show from home when when I get the opportunity. Spent that uh, long commercial break while you were dumping out a bucket of water at the studio because it had overspilled and probably makes a smelly mildew sort of smell within the studio. I was changing a smelly, poopy kind of smell diaper during the commercial break there. So uh, I, I was also taking care of some business. There you go. We're, we're both just TCB today. The, it, we don't have a moldy mildew smell just yet, so we're good. We, we just had Dugan's father-in-law come in, check on the situation. He seems pretty satisfied, so I'm pretty satisfied. <laughs> as long as he's satisfied, uh, checks all the boxes, that's good. Just to confirm, it was my daughter's diaper that I was changing. <laughs> Not there your own. That break. Okay, nice <laughs> enough for Roush to join us. Roush, what's up, buddy? Did not realize I was going that long. My bad, guys. <laughs> I was telling Justin I was changing a stinky diaper during that commercial break. Oh, I was looking up when Jordan Anthony is uh, racing in Columbia. Columbia, South Carolina? The country. The country. Oh, yeah. This time of year. You know, it's, yeah. winter, it's winter down there. Yeah, technically. Well, I mean, it's... It's in a tropical. I mean, yes, it is winter, but it's it's pretty tropical there year round in Columbia. Bring your parkas, Roush. Back to the diapers. Are you still changing diapers? Yeah, yeah. And we're at the point where it's like, hey, let's go change your diaper, and he'll go like, I mean, he 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 plays hide and go poop. He is like, all right, let's go change it, and he'll run upstairs and but like to actually sit on the the potty to do it. We're that's uh that's that's a work in progress. Still working. Get, Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll get there. Yeah, eventually, eventually, in due time. Hoping to um, we, we there's like three big milestones to surpass, and we'd like to at least knock one of them. We, we got to do at least one of them before baby gets here. Maybe two. One of them is I don't need to lay down with you for an hour for you to fall asleep or thirty minutes or whatever it is. Need to get him to, to break him from that, where it's like, okay, it's bedtime, nighty-night, and we just leave the room instead of laying there with him to make him stay in bed. Uh, the other one is Passy, getting rid of that thing. Uh, we've been letting him do, you know, kind of go and do time. I think we're going to say, hey, now we've got to give it to the new baby, or the Passy fairy is going to come and take your Passy so we can give it to the new baby. We're trying to... We're not sure exactly the best way to trick our uh, toddler, but we're, we're, we're going to come up with a creative way. You know how my sister. You know how my sister ridded her son of the pacifier. How was that? She took him to the zoo and he launched it into one of the monkey enclosures, and she just never got him another one. Oh, we've 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 had that thing where it, he lost one, and we're like, all right, well, you don't. It, it was around bedtime. It's like okay, but you can't sleep with it tonight, as we 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 can't we can't get a new one until the morning. And then three hours later, I was at Walgreens getting a new one because he was refusing to, like, he just wouldn't sleep. So, yeah, we, we buckled. Roush, do you, did you try not maybe just lying to him? Shoot him straight. 
Yeah, yeah, we we did we we've done we tried that and he wouldn't sleep, so we buckled. So honesty is the best policy. Well, it's like you know the passy fairy and whatnot, you know. Oh yeah, no, that I mean, like it doesn't it it's not really working right now. So the best way I think is with a little trickeration. What about a little? Well, you could do the old tried and true bullying. Yeah, bullying works better when they have reason. I don't think he really has reason right now. Like there, there's not a be like, oh, what are you, little baby? You need your passy, and you like <laughs> slap it out of his hands. <laughs> <laughs> Although he's getting so big, you got to be careful. Oh, he, man. Made, he probably can pack a punch. Yesterday, Brooke had some uh, some training uh, for school, uh, upcoming school year. I, I don't know, but they called her, and she had to, she had to. So it was Duke and Dad mess around day. And he is officially at, I just want to climb on everything and jump off of everything. It's a fun phase. Thankfully, he at least has enough spatial awareness to realize, okay, I need to hold dad's hand to jump off of something when it's this high. But, oh, man, he is uh, – it's it's a lot right now. It was kind of funny, though. We, we saw uh, at the zoo, they do this uh, – they just put up, like uh, – enormous fake animals all over from like different times of the year sometimes it's dinosaurs right now it's bugs so we saw giant butterflies and a giant ladybug so when we got home he was jumping off the couch and say i'm i'm a ladybug i'm gonna fly and he would like flap his wings and jump off hilarious hilarious stuff that's cute so you went to the zoo yesterday Yes, yesterday morning oh, for man. a few hours. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I bet it wasn't like super packed either. I, I don't know what the zoo looks like on a summer Monday morning, but uh, I'm excited for that stage of parenthood mm-hmm. when she's old enough to like go to museums or zoos or, uh, you know, even if it's like a kiddie movie, go and take him to the movie theater and get a bunch right. of money and stuff like that. that that'll, that'll, yeah, I'm not wishing away this stage. This stage is amazing as well, but all good stuff in, in parenthood. Yeah, yeah. that And I, I'm glad you said that because there is, um, especially when they're infants, because they, 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 they speed through things so quickly. It's like every three months, you're, you're every two or three months, maybe even less, there's something new. And, you know, other parents will just say, well, wait till this. And it's like, eh, each one's pretty fun. Um, I will say the toddler, like right now, as much as some of the meltdowns can be miserable, is just objectively hilarious to watch them you know, interact with other kids at like the playgrounds and stuff at the zoo or, um, he, yesterday the polar bear was right next to him at the glass and it kind of kept following him around. And he was like, come on, polar bear. It's time to make a big splash. He just wanted the polar bear to do a <laughs> cannonball into the water. <laughs> did it, did the polar bear oblige? He, he, he did not, unfortunately, oh, but it was, it was very ooh. funny overrated uh, <laughs> uh well good stuff a good little parent and i think big blue drew's about ready to have his twin yeah that's adam so it's, a, it's a, you, big blue drew good luck buddy yeah you got this buddy you, you got can this. do it you can do it i know good uh luck your, good luck to your wife as well i know luck it's in uh in in what a coffee phase i i'm at the point right now i've gotten i've gotten sensitive again to caffeine where like a little bit goes a long way that that that's going to go out the window here in a few months it's just gonna i'm just gonna be drinking it nonstop, and, and then my brother I mean, and then fall asleep right away my brother's about to pop too yeah the uh well his his wife is the one that will be doing the popping but that will that's exciting as well yeah supposedly two kids from one is just a, a game changer and then big blue drew will be going from two to Four. four yeah really really one to three which is still a huge adjustment because his daughter is in high school now right right 
Uh, I, I have heard, though, that the um, – Just saw a deer run through my front yard. That's pretty crazy, folks. A deer? Yeah. A, a doe? A deer? A female deer? It was a deer. Justin, not as big as the one as we saw at Seneca when we were golfing, but that's crazy. I've seen them in the backyard. That's that's been no surprise. But the front yard, wow. What? Are, sorry to interrupt you, Rash. I just You're had fine. To, that was crazy. Okay, sorry. Go on. Uh, I, I, I now it, I, I kept asking people if there was a difference between two and three um, over the summer. They said not the biggest. It's actually might. They didn't say easier, but you know the other two. The, once they get a little older, they're a little bit better about things, so it's not as bad. But I'm sure one two is a lot. However, I I, I, I finished that point to ask you now: Do we have any skunk updates in Olenytown? Or have there been any more sightings as of late? Sightings are ripe. You see them. There are sightings all the time. I have counting my lucky stars. I've seen them in a, I've seen them in my backyard. But no sprays, at least for Ooh. the dog, up to this point. But he goes to the corner of the, our yard. The, of course, the corner you can't really see all that well from the deck. And there's something back there. It's like where the. It's kind of like there's a drain as well, and cats go and play in this drain. But also probably skunks or raccoons or possums or who knows what else wildlife here in Old Linny Town. But he runs to that drain every morning, and. Um, by the way, also Friday night we lost power for an hour. That stunk. If we ever need like a good reset of society to like really be appreciative for all we have. Just cut mm-hmm. people's power out for a while. Like that was the that was a horrible experience. I only had take it for away their cell phones too. Yeah, cell phones as well. I only had it out for an hour, and we were like it was like a panic of trying to save all the frozen breast milk and all that stuff. But uh, some of our other neighbors had it out for like twelve hours, and they had to throw out all the refrigerator and all that sort of stuff. But no sprays. A lot of sightings, and I had to let him out at like three in the morning the other night. And of course, he runs back to that corner mm-hmm. and he's barking. And I'm like, okay, I bet I guarantee he got sprayed by a skunk. Came back, no skunk smell, but he had gotten into the water because, you know, we live out by this pond. And so he was like soaking wet, which really ticked me off at three in the morning. Yeah. He doesn't listen anymore. He just does his own thing. <laughs> he really does. Oh, man. He's so jealous of the baby as well. So he, I think he's just like, he's like, all right, well, they don't care about me anymore. I'm just going to, and we do care about him. He gets a WAOK every day, sleeping right next to me right now. He's just a spoiled, big old selfish baby. <laughs> but we love him. Uh, and KRC is going to do something kind of cool. I haven't told my co-host uh, about this just yet. Amazing. And, yeah. And, and if you if you and Justin want to participate, you can. If you don't want to, no big deal at all. Totally understand. But I had two people now reach out to me. And if two people reached out to me, then I'm sure there's probably at least three more that would be appreciative of this. But KRC wants to send some folks the UK football poster that don't have an opportunity to get it because you don't live in town or you don't live in Kentucky or Kroger's not near you or whatever it may be. But they're available at Kroger now. And Roush and, and Justin, whenever we do get back in studio, I will bring in a ton. I don't have them on me right now, but soon I will. I'll bring in a ton. Uh, and then I'll mail out five. And if you all want to mail out a few, you can. If you don't, okay. no big deal. But if you, I, you know, we it doesn't even need to be a giveaway. But if you want to direct message me on Twitter, I will, I will mail them out. I'll take up to five folks. 
I've already got two, but I'll take five more, so I'll do seven. And if you want one of the UK football posters this year, just just let KRC is going to help you out. We're going to give them out to you. And the only reason I'm doing it at seven because, like, you know, at that point, it's probably going to be like seventy dollars. So, <laughs> oh, I thought you meant, I thought you were doing it for Will Levis. What do you mean? Isn't he number seven? Oh no. Yeah, well, yeah, he is, but no, that's not why. That's not why I picked that number. Mm. But those posters are cool. I know people appreciate them, so happy to uh, give some. That is cool. I like this idea, TJ, because I I know it's uh, it's something you take for granted when you live in the area and you've got a bunch of, uh, you know, a a lot of uh, easy access around here. So I'm sure people like Shannon O'Bannon or uh, or John here uh, would greatly appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. And we got loyal listeners. Least we can do is help out ones that may want to feel a little bit more connected to to football season, UK football. It is right around the corner, which is incredibly exciting. Once we get to August, it's football month, baby. Uh, not necessarily for UK, but you get practice. What, what is UK's fall schedule? I was going to ask you that too. May as well get into that right here. UK football media day is tentatively scheduled for one week from tomorrow. Um, but Ooh. I don't believe practices will begin yeah it's typically a friday tj uh, tj but things are a little a little different this year because we we all we usually we like to do the show there and maybe you know get get a coach on or two uh, but i i think they're actually going to be holding in the afternoon so things are being finalized so that that will serve as the unofficial start to camp with practices i believe beginning thursday friday and then a fan day on saturday now no, none of that's finalized yet but that's Typically, the the order of business is that fan day on that first Saturday in August. Okay, interesting. Well, our, so no no show there for us. I I wouldn't have minded. I mean, if they do it at one p.m., it'd be kind of pointless. To just, oh yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Sorry. I'm so that's sorry. kind of yeah yeah. It, we'll see. It's still up in the air. Um, and uh, I was told the the schedule's in flux because of class, and I was like, class? Who's in class in August? And I realized. Oh yeah, they 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 go to summer school. <laughs> mm-hmm. So then I think that's wrapping up that week. That, that's the final week of that session. Yeah, well, intern Jacob is uh, classmates with some of those folks. Intern mm-hmm. Jacob just living it up on the beach. Wonder what if he's do doing he, all right. Yeah, I wonder what do you, what do you think he's up to, Justin? Right now he's probably not up. Oh, he yeah he's if I had to guess yeah he's passed out. After, I mean, he, he said he was drinking bourbon on the beach, which is just a wild strategy. That's also the, <laughs> the that's the drinking strategy of a twenty-one-year-old that just doesn't know any better. Like, hey, you can you can make like a fun mm-hmm. tropical cocktail, you know? Hell, even a gin and tonic is like a a basic refreshing um, light drink on the beach. But like, nope, let's just do bourbon and sprite because you know now now that I think about it. We probably have a better idea of what's going on with Jacob than Jacob. If he's if he's vacationing the correct way, we have a better idea of what he's doing than he does. Well, yeah, TJ, I don't know. Did you ever do the family vacations around twenty one to the beach? I don't. I don't know if I did. That that's kind of a, you know, you want a party, but you're with the family, and you don't want to be because like how many times did you come home over the summer, stay with your parents, get your balls busted for just going out partying too much, you know? Never, my parent. I was the baby. I was an ad, like they didn't, they didn't care that they did. I was out of sight, out of mind. Now I did go. Yeah, I think I was twenty one and went on a fam like a big extended family vacation, 
And uh, that was, again, like nobody really, I was, I was not somebody that you had to worry about in that regard. So everything was fine, but it was kind of strange, at least like being that age, being like, oh, I don't need to really be worried about like having a beer around you. I'm, I'm an adult just like you, uncle so-and-so. Well, the, the, the problem is, is when you get those first few interactions, it's just like, oh, you're going to go out every night or, you know, you get that sort of, it's not a lot, but it's just a comment here on there, a jab here and there, uh, because it's like, yes, it's the summer. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go out as often as I possibly can. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You gotta, but we're you worried more. about you. You're did an that, alcoholic. Did Justin get the talk from his parents? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Coming back from Bloomington. Well, so they came up to me with Blooming, or they came up to me in Bloomington a, a handful of times when I was in college, and we would actually go out together. Um, so that they they saw some of the some of my worst some of my worst nights. <laughs> they saw some of your worst college nights. You you would like get normal, like they, they would stay out with you till like two a.m. I mean, on my twenty first birthday. Oh yeah, we shut we shut oh. them down. Oh, well, okay. first birthday. Yeah, that, that's yeah, of I, course. Yeah. yeah, I think they only ever came up and went out with me one other time after that. But yeah, I, that 21st birthday. Ooh. Did you get plastered that other time too? I did. Oh yeah. That's all I did in college. <laughs> are, you, are you kidding? I don't think I don't I don't know if my full uh, they came up maybe like two or three times total when well, I was in the UK. They the, my parents would come up for like football games or you know, there was always something adjacent that would happen. Uh, I, you know, my dad was in the same fraternity, so we would do the fraternity functions, but we weren't going out afterwards too and hitting the bars and getting plastered. You know, it was like a, it was like casual drinking. Yeah. Just your casual throwing a few back, uh, get your text into the, Oh, by the way, speaking of college and all that eight, eight years ago was our college, our last night at our house on Con Terrace. It popped up on my little memories thing wow, you're TV. old TJ. i really am old no kidding uh, get text, the Thornton's text line 502 you're not too old too young to text into the thornton's text line or stop into a thornton's i, I don't know I, I don't know if they have they're usually safe places so you know what no age limits necessary for a thornton's they're great shout out to kelly leonardo and alex cupper they've got the cheapest gas in town they're always trying to save money if you download that app It'll tell you how much money you'll save per gallon. Always great. Even with gas prices going down a little bit, it's uh, still always good to save extra coin. We're going to read a few texts from the Thornton's text line. One texter says, 502-414-1450, look at Salsaritas putting Scooter in his own advertisement. And it's the Little Miss Mild is still too spicy from the Salsaritas Instagram account. (laughs) And uh, that seems a little personal to you, Scoots. It does because I eat medium, so I'm I'm a step over mild. So and definitely I personally, yeah. <laughs> that is funny though. Uh, where do they? Some of these things I just don't know where yeah. they come from. I had to know? ask my wife about it. I was disappointed to see that she put one of them on her Instagram. Uh, I don't know where all these sheep get this stuff from. What she told me that it was like back when we were in grade school, this was a thing. It was like uh, little I, miss no, won't stop talking or like little miss sass or something like that. The, the, that's not true. That, that was not a thing. She says that 100% was a thing. Yeah. Not buying it. We had like little miss attitudes. I told her, I also did not remember that. It must've been a girl thing, but 
Yeah, unfortunately, that's a thing that's making the rounds. What would what would we what, what, do? Do you have one that would fit yours? I I have little Mister hasn't had enough coffee today. I don't know. I, I have no idea what mine would be. Little Mister, turn on the lights in the morning. For me. <laughs> <laughs> And then we already know Scoots, Little Miss Mild is still too spicy. So Turn on the lights. That's hilarious. And then J- Intern Jacobs would be Little Mister, just wake the hell up. <laughs> Texter says, hey, Roush, maybe the Celtics only had one guy play significant minutes off the bench because they had no depth. Wow. Whoa. Au contraire, yeah. mon frere. They got you there. Yeah, no. It's because my friend it, wasn't happy with you calling him a dumbass. I think this this text wasn't from him, but it looks like he's got some people on his side. Yeah, well, or just rotations tighten up. The Warriors did the same thing. Every that's that's how basketball works. I've watched basketball for a long time. Um, that I mean, uh, platoon team aside, rotations tighten up in the postseason. You don't have a deep bench. Deep bench helps preserve those guys during the regular season. But they don't contribute to quality wins. The Miami Heat are the closest exception to that, and we saw how it fared for them in the playoffs. They were able to get to the Eastern Conference Finals, but probably not enough star ta- power there to to put them over the hump. And if I would, if I went back and checked their box scores, I'm sure they were only got down to about a seven man rotation in that Eastern Conference Finals as well. Warriors had a nice bench, though. Yeah, they only went seven deep. Still, uh, same thing. That's still a bench. Hmm. 70. Got Roush and TJ triggered on the Kearns burger take success. That's one thing that society needs to do a better job of is like when you just have an outlandishly dumb take and then people are like, hey, that's pretty dumb. Then just being like, triggered, got you so triggered. You should have seen the look on your face. I was like, no, I mean, you you said something stupid and we corrected you on it. Look how worked up you are, bro. (laughs) We got to do a better job of that. Oh, man. It's just, you know. But, yes. Everybody wants to be on Joan Calamezzo's show. They want to bring out the gotcha girls, and not everybody can. Not everybody you, can. You, you you talk trash about Kearns. You will trigger me. So, you, you if that's a success, you you did succeed. Hubert Davis' tenure has been quite the roller coaster so far, says one texter. Yeah, for such a short amount of time, there has been ups and downs, and most of it's – like how do I put this? It's it's kind of all, I don't want to say fabricated, but just the, 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 the narrative changes not based on actual results. I guess you could say that like they didn't have a ton of success during the regular season. So yeah, it really has, it really has been wild because the offseason storylines are, well, is he actually a good coach? And then the season happens. You get some things that validate that point. Um, but yet they have a pretty good team. They go on a great run. They they dominate Duke, you know. So there's a it really has been a roller coaster. I don't know if that was meant for our show or not, but um nevertheless, it is it is true. It has been I, I wanted to say that it was like some media fabricated thing, but no, like you they're the number one player committed in their class, and then he just like, eh, actually no, I'm not I'm not gonna be. Kind of crazy. It is pretty wild. I think UNC fans, if they were speaking truthfully, they would have some long-term concerns about Hubert Davis. But 
one, you built up enough goodwill for what you did this past season. That's got to count for something. It will. And then secondly, you've got the preseason number one or number two team going into this season. So, like, fans aren't going to get on GG, the GG Jackson situation so much. Now, if this season ends up not be, you know, if you don't make the second weekend of the NCAA tournament or – I don't know what they're. I don't know where they'd set their bar. But if it ends up being a disappointing season, and then next year isn't great, or the recruiting isn't mm-hmm. capitalizing like it should at a place like UNC, I do think they would have not like a Kevin Ollie quick trigger. Right. On David. He's one of theirs, you know. So, so wasn't Kevin Ollie? Wasn't Kevin Ollie a UConn guy though? He was an assistant, but I don't know if he was a grad. Okay, you know. Well, anyways, he also was kind of cheating too, so they. Right, right. Yeah, he went to UConn. He played there in the early nineties. Oh, okay, didn't know that. More you know. Still crazy that he has a national championship, but neither here nor there. Let's take our last break. We'll come back. Text from here on out to finish out Kentucky roll call on your rainy Tuesday morning. T.J. Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen will be back right after this. Kentucky rain. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. I'm in the prime of my youth, and I'll only be young once. Yeah, but you're going to be stupid for the rest of your life. Every day, it's getting closer, going faster than a roller coaster. Love like yours will surely come my way. Hey, hey, hey. Every day, it's getting faster. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call. One final second. Your Tuesday, Roush. If there maybe the only day of this summer that you you can put the the shady rays away, right? Because it is a little cloudy outside, but it's good to always have them handy. I've got a pair in my car. I've got a pair on the counter. I, I've got them kind of hidden everywhere because you never know uh, when that sun's going to pop out and blind you. Have those shady rays handy and use the promo code. Big X for 25% off at checkout because the, the best part about Shady Rays is that they have all of the, the features that you want with expensive sunglasses. They're polarized. Um, they're stylish, fashionable, but they don't come at that high-end price. And if you lose them, you're, you're not out a bunch of money because they'll replace them. Shady Rays, they're the best sunglass company around. They're also based out of Kentucky. You'll love them. Try them out today. Use promo code BIGX for 25% off at checkout. ShadyRays.com. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love Shady Rays. Let's get back to the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. A texter says, it's hard to believe Queso Month is already coming to an end. It flew by. Too quick, Queso Month. It always does. Mm. Yeah, but that's that's a good thing, though, right? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I'm happy to start getting into football season and Salsarita's tailgate's always a good time, but I'll miss Queso Month. I'm not even a huge Queso guy, but they do it up so big at Salsarita's, it's hard not to get in the spirit. I think that's kind of what I'm getting at is it's like, you know, if there's going to be a month that flies by, not mad that, you know, it's uh, not mad that it's July. 
you know? Sure. Yeah. Uh, loving the salty scoots this morning triggered AF. Yeah, I agree. You were really worked up, scoots. I was. Yeah, I, I was super grouchy yesterday. That happens anytime I am in a position that I'm uncomfortable, such as the heat yesterday. So, mm-hmm. yeah, if, if I'm hungry or if I'm really, really hot or cold, for that matter, I'm going to be super grouchy. So stay away. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard you that grouchy either. Oh, I was. Oh, my gosh. It was the I was telling my roommate about it last night. I was like, these guys just couldn't understand why I liked heat outside, but not inside. And I was I, I was getting so triggered all over again. <laughs> that was a good time. Justin, so you're saying Indiana would rather be bad at basketball than have good players from outside the state and be good. Indiana no. is closer to being San Francisco basketball than Kentucky basketball at this point. And if that's the case, I can see why now. I would absolutely probably agree that Indiana's closer to being San Francisco than Kentucky. Kim so that, not really a knock for me, but I, no, that's not what I said. I, I just don't know what it's like to get a top five national player. Ken Palm did the top 20, according to his little dorky number system, top 25 programs of are just the top programs over the last 25 years, I should say. UK was number two. It goes back to the 97 season, so it didn't get that 96 mm. year for UK, but that's how time works. But uh, UK was number two overall. Duke was number one, not surprisingly. IU not in the top 20. No. <sighs> are, were they even on the list? I'd be surprised if they were in the top 25. I think they were like 23rd, maybe, 22nd. Really? I, don't, yeah. I don't even agree with that. They have no business being in the top 25. They haven't done squat in the last 25 years. Salty Scoots, he's back. Louisville, not in the top 10. And that's, I mean, are we surprised? (laughs) Uh, You you would think that they they could. uh, Does Kim Palm factor in vacated national titles? It's a good question. I'm not sure what he does on that. I think they do. I think they do. And by the way, again, like it's just hilarious just how shameless they are. But Field of 68, which is a couple of UK haters and Doster and Goodman, they're, they're today's breakdown, the November tournament, uh, talking about like the Nike tournament, blah, blah, blah. Plus, yeah. Justin Edwards to Kentucky. Can he play with Robert Dillingham? Yeah, that's just Goodman's hot take. He's ready He's- to lazy that's just like you know they're not even throwing in the dj wagner bit who would ever how would that ever be a storyline of hey can two top recruits that play different positions play together well that's just that's um that's like hack summer radio like you've got to get people to listen somehow so but that's not even good yeah but that's how i mean that's that's the only way they know how to roll like a much better like we're trying to draw people in is is gonna be, be a super team like you would think um, uh, pandering to Kentucky fans would do better than trying to tick them off you know totally, totally agree but like you know this necessarily not trying to tick people this isn't mostly egregious thing it's just dumb like can a top point guard and a top three play together uh, yes I'll save you the time yeah sure. They will be able to play together. I mean, it's just absolutely nonsense. A texter says, Goodwill hunting overrated. Roush, you're overrated, and you were not even rated before. Sheesh, oh. you're on your way to being decent until that comment. Suck it. Love love you, TJ and Scooter. Love you too, Texter. Yeah, I just don't, you know, just doesn't do it for me like I thought it would. 
The texter says Cal is effing back. <laughs> yeah, he is. Uh, so is was Jay Lucas the problem on staff? Many people Ooh. are wondering. Well, um, it's confirmed he did not. Cal did not fire. Cal did not fire Jay Lucas, but you maybe he should have. What if he actually did? And it's just like, I did not fire. Well, nobody said you did. Well, I just want everybody to know I did not. And then recruiting just takes this insane turnaround, which does bring us back to like the insiders, the the experts. Jay just, he, he, Cal was too controlling. Jay wanted to be able to do what he could. And Duke was going to give him more freedom and flexibility. Listen, Duke's going to recruit just fine. They always will. It sounds like their nil packages are insane. But I'm glad that UK staff is able to do what they have to do to be able to land recruits. It's such a silly narrative. Very, very silly. Um, which, by the way, I got to do some more digging um, to confirm this. But I got some more details on uh, how how Louisville is paying their players. So let me just put a pin in that. I might have some some good juicy scoop later on. Well, don't tease us like that. No, that's that's the tease. It's so people keep listening, TJ. It's for like tomorrow. I, I I'm I'm gonna work on it today. If I can, it'll be man. Louisville fans are gonna be so triggered. What are you gonna? What, what I don't even know the premise of this, but I'm in, I'm intrigued. But you, you just let us down so many times, Ross. No, like this will be uh, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be really good. Okay. Just, I got to figure out how to confirm it. My my ears are perked. Uh, Texter says Goodman immediately trying to rain on the parade is so not surprising. Uh, it's just kind of funny the like the the maneuvers, the gymnastics he does to do that. Did he, what was his take on Bill Self being pulled out of off the recruiting trail for self imposed recruiting infractions? Did we get those takes? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, we're going to have to go back and check it out because um, it's very funny that um, – so we've got uh, – I'm scrolling through. It's crazy to me Calipari won't play in the PK80 and 85, which that is annoying. And I think all Kentucky fans, if we have a bone to pick with Cal, it's his uh, refusal to jump on the train of those tournaments just because they play back-to-back days. Like that. that's dumb. We're all in on that. But I'm, I'm scrolling here. When – when did Bill Self get pulled off of the? Um, I don't know. It was within the last week, right? Yeah, July twenty third. Not seeing anything. Hmm. Man, that's strange. I did a Twitter search of Goodman hoops just with Self, just to see like, have you tweeted about Bill Self at all? Last thing was June thirteenth. He was telling Bill Self Andrew Wiggins stories. Hmm. Before that, I can't find like a Jeff Goodman just tweeting about Bill Self at all, at least going back to April. Hmm. Huh. Um, yeah, no, no, no. It's weird. He's so he's he's mad at John Calipari for not playing in that event, but he had nothing, absolutely nothing to say about Bill Self being taken off the recruiting trail for self-imposed sanctions. Huh. Wait, you're telling me somebody's whining about UK scheduling? Stop the press. No school in America gets criticized for their scheduling more than UK basketball and UK football. Just period. UK basketball more so than football. But join the list. Yes, I would like Cal to play in those tournaments. I'm not crying. Yeah, really interesting. He, zero comments on... Oh, you got to go back to the national championship game. Oh, interesting. 
Nothing here? You mean that wasn't a part of the hot take? Like, dude, Jeff, why do you... Like, that That should... God, I, I shouldn't have to tell him how to do his job, but, you know, he loves Bill Self. He'll do whatever he can to cape for him. I shouldn't be surprised. Yeah, it is also just, like, how, how much... Pat Forty, Pete Thame, all those guys with the Cal narratives and just very little to nothing on self. And if there is something, it's just like actual reporting, not like column pieces of the game being ruined. One and done's ruining college basketball. Blah, 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 blah. What's even funnier is Goodman was tweeting yesterday morning about Edwards might have his highs upside as anyone in the class. And now he's critical of the addition. <laughs> Like, Jeff, get your stuff together, you dingus. Oh, and then if if Barnes would have landed this player over Cal. The thing is, it's just there's not a worse group there's not a worse group of media coverage, and this is saying something, than the college basketball national media. There's two good ones. There's like two good ones that are actually unbiased or at least somewhat unbiased and kind of call it like they see it. And then the rest of them are just, hey, who's nice to me? I'll be nice to them. And the worst part of it for me, TJ, is that the the, the After Dark show that they do during the season is really the best. Like, it, it's an entertaining, palatable way to consume college basketball. But, like, how can I actually – like, how do I know if it's good if we're getting some buffoonery takes like this? Like, how do I know – uh, that that's the part that's upsetting because they're the only ones that actually care. College basketball has become very niche, and there's only like between them and like what Titus and Tate. There's not a lot of. I guess you get Gary Parish out there maybe, but like that's boring. You get Ross Rostin's boring. There's not a lot out there, and yet they're all just caping for their guys. It's it's mm-hmm. unfortunate. It really is. Yeah, they're it, a lot of a lot of dorks. A texter says, also, I feel like no one is talking about Ron Holland, who also has a good chance to be a cat. Uh, it seems course, unlikely after Edwards, though, right? More more of an Arkansas deal? Well, what Ed, Holland's a frontcourt player. I don't think Edwards would really scare him away, right? Unless I'm mistaken about that. Why did I think he was a wing? Yeah, you're right. Uh, he is more of a frontcourt player. Well, Maybe almost as a power forward. Yeah, I, I, I thought uh, some places have him as a small forward, which I guess you could make as a wing, theoretically. Yeah, yeah. Just because yeah, he's about the same height as Edwards. But Edwards, Linky, Holland, more physical in the paint. Yeah, I think you, you could see Holland in like a Toppin role, maybe. But Holland's an awesome defender, too. I, I would want him from like a defense, being able to guard multiple positions, shot blocking, and his length. Uh, and he plays really, really hard. But uh, old old Matt Sack thinks that Kentucky is maybe the team to beat for for Holland. And with this recruiting momentum that Calipari and UK has, and whatever they're doing on the nil side of things, be crazy to rule out UK right now with the momentum they have. So I would I would love that. I think that'd be just the the perfect way to wrap up the class. You get Holland, and then you get Wagner, and then you already got Ugana. Maybe you look at a transfer big or potentially Oscar comes back. You never know with that regard. So, Or you have Lance maybe. Uh, you're, you're pretty close. You may be two players away, two or three players away from closing out this class. Which is crazy. Yeah. Uh, and, and here's another thing to just reflect on briefly. Uh, remember when like Reed Shepard was the, the can't-miss guy, most important recruit in the history of basketball? Well, wasn't, that, he, wasn't that Justin Powell for a second? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but 
we're not. I mean, he's going to be the hell. He might be the sixth ranked player in the class. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. I mean, but like, he's good though. You know, that's no disrespect. <laughs> That's crazy. I mean, somebody worth getting really excited about. We're yeah. obviously pretty giddy about where things stand, but I don't know how you couldn't be. Right, right, exactly. Things are, things are fun right now. And yeah, like the, the St. Peter's thing was super embarrassing. Can't do anything about that now, though. That's in the past. So you can only do, you can build for the future, and Cal's doing just that. And you still got this season that we're pretty pumped up about. I hope they beat the Bahamas teams just by, what if they lose to the first Bahamas team? And it's like in a very St. Peter's fashion. <laughs> We're going to make some mistakes late. Oh, God. We're going to have PTSD big time. Uh, Trevor with a few texts here. Uh, I, what, what movie is that from? Uh, I can't tell, um, but it says... Pleasure uh, Rapture, no exquisite sin greater than Central Air. <laughs> That's, he said when Scoot's when the AC is fixed. Agreed. Agreed. Was that a fan? Do you have a fan on, Scoots? Uh, there's a fan behind me. I think that's the airplane you're hearing flying over. Oh, gotcha. I thought he was like turning off and on a fan when he was talking. <laughs> yeah, no. I was like, oh, it must be getting toasty again in there. Because you said it was heating up a little bit. Uh, uh, we're up to 83. <laughs> <laughs> Did you dump the bucket? I dumped the bucket, and then the father-in-law brought a new one, a bigger one. So I'm going to turn it on when the show's over, and hopefully we're in business. We're going to need a bigger bucket, as they That's say right. in the movie, The Perfect Bucket. A texture says, NFL helmet tidbit. The Steelers are the only team to wear a logo on only one side of the helmet. Trevor, we don't care. Uh, training camp start today, though. Uh, TJ, Justin, guess how many Wildcats are on training camp rosters? 14. 27. Oh, wow. So close, sports soccer. 26. Oh, I'm going to 26 former cats on 17 different NFL teams. Obviously, that that will shrink when we get to the 53 man roster cuts because the guys like AJ Rose out there probably practice squad material. But um, oh, the uh, the, the, the two ones to keep an eye on, I, Danny Trevathan. He was put in the UK Athletics Hall of Fame last fall. He is he got cut by the Bears um, in the spring, but uh, after he had a season-ending injury. Last fall, depending on his health, I could see him being picked up. He's only 32, and he's been really productive throughout his career. And uh, the, the, there's a couple people who think Corey Peters, he got signed late last year as a late add to the Cardinals' defensive line. Um, that, so that that's another one. He could be added late, but neither of those two vets were on uh, opening training camp rosters. Man, add A.J. Rose to the Danny Clark list of wrongdoers in Roush's book. Just a Shrey Pugh right to him. I mean, like, uh, I'm just trying to be honest here. He's he's one of a few. Like Justin Riggs probably a practice squad guy for the Bengals who get oh called up if a dude gets injured. Just it never saying. ends. Well, next you're going to tell me McGinnis isn't on a roster? Uh, nope, nope, neither is Max. <laughs> no. Max, Max and McGinnis did not make rosters. I did bring up the Cardinals, though. Uh, I wish we would have spent more time on it, but we actually talked Kentucky stuff. The Kyler Murray thing is so funny. Like, what a dork. Can you? I, I, I just can't believe – that NFL quarterback with such a freaking prima donna to threaten to hold out and unfollow his organization has to be required to watch film. Has to be mandated. Like, count me, consider me one as a, oh, man, it would suck to be an Arizona Cardinals fan. 
if you're well maybe so but if i'm kyler murray you can make me study 80 hours for all i care you're paying me a quarter of a billion dollars make it 160 hours fine by me like you know that who cares he's getting paid so much money that's nothing yeah, but like you shouldn't. If you're getting paid that much, you shouldn't be have to like you. That that should be just a, a given. But like they have to add that as a requirement. Uh, the what I did find was cute is PFT uh, dug up an old quote uh, from uh, Kyler Murray that he said in December, where he said uh, the reason why he doesn't have to watch a lot of film. He said, "quote I think I was blessed with the cognitive skills to just go out there and see it before it happens." I'm not one of these guys going to sit there and kill myself watching film. I don't sit there for 24 hours and break down this team and that team and watch every game because in my head, I see so much. Which, I, I get his point. There's an analysis by paralysis thing with film watching. And he's he has natural God-given gifts. But, like, come on, dude. You're an NFL quarterback. Just watch some tape. Yeah. It's part of yeah. the job. It is part of the job. Well, he's rich anyways. Uh, Texer says, uh, I don't trade, or Trevor says, I don't trade Brown for KD straight up, smart and white. I would with draft picks. Uh, he goes on to say, Scoot's talking NBA is the smartest he's ever sounded. Has the hot box studio helped him sweat out the stupid? Whoa. I was wondering who sent that in. Now that it's Trevor, it makes a little sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Says deja vu started by the one ugly one. Tired of the ridicule. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, breaking news: Roush report. Uh, it's not exactly breaking news, but uh, there was a lot of fire damage on the second floor and the roof. So quite significant fire at the old Vu, which I think had a new name by now. Showgirls or something. Something like uh, that. Yeah. Listening to Roush ran on hippies gives me pictures of what Eric Cartman would look like as an adult. See, and here's the thing. I actually don't mind hippies that much aside from the way they eat their food. I just can't. Uh, I, uh, their, their food taste just not. What about, what about their hygiene? It's, yeah, no, follow me. You don't want to take a bath. I don't care. You want to dress weird, fine. It's it's the eating vegan, pushing vegan food on me. I'm just like, no, uh, I'll try it. but uh, You don't yeah. care if they're smelly and all up in your business being smelly. Yeah, yeah. No, don't really care about that. As much as just eating vegan, it's 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 not vegetarian too. I totally get that. Vegan really ticks me off. Scoots with the take the high road, but level down. The level is so low that Scoots has to stoop down. Uh, it's a short joke from Trevor. Hmm. Uh, and last one from Trevor. For the record, TJ has never been inside my house. Not saying his assumption of the inside is wrong. <laughs> he, he turns his nose up to one-story homes, though. I love ranch homes. That's a lie. And secondly, I, another lie, I have 100% been inside your home. I could tell you the layout of your house. So you're wrong about that. I have been inside your house. And um, what else is there? I've learned listening to the Rutherford show, uh, making sure that there's not dead air on big exports radio. Trevor just mistells stories like it's, and he, does, he doesn't have any sort of remorse for getting it right. He'll just tell it completely wrong. Be like, no, well, that's not what happened, Trevor. And he'll be like, oh, wow. I, okay, whatever. Well, you know, Wednesdays, they, they catch up to you collectively. But I've 100% been inside your house, Trevor. I can tell you the layout. Robert, the official Nocta Instagram account, posted their high school athletes whom they're sponsoring. DJ was not one of them. Interesting. Ooh. Ooh. Well, it would be silly on DJ's part. If they want to use you, you need to get paid for it. Seriously. Scoots, every blue-collar worker sends you a suck it. DX style. Everyone that loves the 90s should be 
Rosenbaud, we go first. I love the blue collar workers. Y'all do it so I don't have to. Uh, weird. They didn't announce it on the account, but the Nike app, they have a whole profile on DJ. Oh, that is. So Robert's getting to the bottom of this Nocta DJ. There, he's not sponsored, but they have a profile on him. Very interesting. Robert, keep us updated, please. Drew hey. used the uh, the Brian Windhorse meme to to connect the dots of DJ Wagner Drake in Kentucky, and I just I love the the Brian Windhorse memes. I can't I can't get him enough of them right now. Yeah, they're really good. Um, they, they always get a smile out of me. Finger pointing up like a James Bond villain. <laughs> Can't get you over the air, but only on the stream. That's from Steve. Well, uh, operator error. Got that figured out. Uh, the stream, the air was acting wonky yesterday. Jeff Goodman, no, fourteen fifty still out for what it's worth. Okay, ninety six one's good. All right, 96-1 on the FM. It is pouring outside. This is going to be a miserable day. Jeff Goobman is the Goob, Goobman is the biggest goober to ever goober since gooberism was invented. <laughs> Jeff Goobman's pretty good. Goobman. <laughs> John here. Good morning to all men. I'm glad to see we picked up a great talent in Mr. Edwards. Yesterday, I seen an article that talked about Edwards' commitment. The article said that he is the first top three prospect to admit to Kentucky since Shaden Sharp, uh, who could permit the Shaden Sharp era at Kentucky, and the first one to play since Scal Abyssian in the class of 2015. Oh my gosh, I had no idea it had been that long. But hey, now we are getting those big names and top three talents again, so no need to see the big results. So we need to see the big results. Not just good seasons, but Final Fours or more. Do you guys agree? We'll got to go talk to you later. Yeah, John, I do think UK should go to a Final Four. I also think that, that whoever went over that, they, they probably glossed over the, um, the, the part where Rob Dillingham did that just like, yeah, that's the thing, John. Is like there's different ranking systems. Some places had Boston and Clark top five, and then you know where do you draw the line of like, boy, he's got to get the top three talent again. He's got to get the top five talent again. I'm okay with top ten. And they, but, they vary wildly in, from yeah, yeah. We, we I mean we were we were talking to Edwards yesterday. It was from thirteen to three. So yeah, it had been a few years since though he put together a monster class and. Now Monster Class is back together, so that's good to see. Nobody's complaining. With the recent success in recruiting and football, basketball, what's changed? Did they finally clean up the nil stuff? Mitch Barnhart's back on board with nil. we got to kind of run through these, though. Oh, no, Roush, from experience, if they're talking and I'm still taking 30-plus minutes of bedtime, then it'll, it'll be like that until six or seven years old. Yeah, but no, there's there's methods. like There's people who have strategies you can look up to try to change that. Um, so that's what we're going to do. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not saying you're not wrong, Texter. We're going to try to make that to where it doesn't happen. Because if you've got, if I'm gone on a football Saturday and wife has baby and toddler, that just sounds like a nightmare. Trying to put them both down. Kids are the best. How old are your alls? Mine is uh, almost ten months. Yep, and mine's two and change. Your Probably brother's like about to pop? Why buddy pregnant uh, birthing people? Come on. Don't be so insensitive. And, yes, they're about to have their second kid, Caroline and Jonathan. Very excited for them. Best of luck. I think it's probably going to come maybe today or tomorrow. Little Miss Mandela effects, as one texter. Oh, Trevor. Uh, do you dudes do a high school football preview show? To the show's music, man, here's some free advice, bro. Change those lame songs out. Just joking. Love the show. I can't wrap my head around that text. Maybe they were talking about the songs in and out of the commercial breaks. And just, it was like high school football-ish. 
Not sure. But thank you for loving the show. Roush, if you want to have if you want to overinflate your basketball self-confidence, you guys still have an open invite to basketball on Tuesdays in Lawrenceburg. Oh yeah, what time is that at? Uh, Lawrenceburg. It's quite a haul. It's a little bit of a haul. But you know, you can't put a price on getting buckets. Am I right? That's true. Not a price tag on that. Yeah, it'd only be a short 56-minute drive. Everybody have a great Tuesday. Be careful in all this rain. We will uh, be back tomorrow at 7 a.m. Let's hope the studio is still standing. And thanks for all the texts into the Thornton's text line. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Okay. Jalen. Be on the